Welcome, fellow beer connoisseur, to Beer Tasters, a podcast dedicated to the enjoyment of one of life's true pleasures, beer. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. And I'm Nikki Starwalker. Today, we'll tell you about a couple delightful beers that you've got to try. Cheers! Hello, fellow beer taster. Welcome to episode 16. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker, and with me tonight is the discerning and brilliant princess of refined palates herself, Nikki Starwalker. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Nikki. Thank you. Uh, I don't know about the princess part, but that sounded really awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's no one um, going to challenge you for princess of the refined palates. <laughs> Okay. I don't think there are any contenders because I just made it up. (laughs) Okay. So as we tend to do on this show tonight, we are each going to try a beer and and tell you a little bit about the beer we're trying. So Nikki, you want to go first tonight? Sure. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this beer that I have tonight. I grabbed it off the shelf because of the picture on the bottle. And it's a very happy looking gentleman with a Hawaiian shirt on. And it says Ken Schmidt Brews. And I said, well, this looks interesting. And read it and it's a chocolate mint stout. Whoa. Yeah. That that sounds both very weird and at the same time, completely up your alley. (laughs) Exactly. I love chocolate mint. My favorite Girl Scout cookie is the Thin Mints. I'm all over chocolate mint anything. And of course, mint chocolate chip ice cream is my favorite. So I had to try this and I looked into it before we started the show and I learned that there's actually a little story behind this beer. Okay. In 2012, Stone Brewing Company hosted an American brewing competition and this was for home brewers and the prize was the chance to get your home brew brewed by professionals and distributed. So everybody could taste your homebrew. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And of course, Ken Schmidt won this contest. And he worked with Iron Fist Brewing and Stone Brewing to make his beer happen. Very cool. Yeah. And it's an imperial stout. It's very chocolatey, of course. They actually uh, used artisan chocolate when they brewed the beer. And they got the mint from an organic micro farm. Um, There's a video on the Iron Fist Brewing Company's website all about this beer. So you can watch it and you can see Ken himself. And they said he really brought uh, a nice, happy, jovial spirit to uh, Stone Brewing when he was there brewing with them. Very nice. Yeah. um, Let me take one more sip because I only got a couple sips before we started here. But then I'll, I'll pass it to you so you can try it too. Normally, she's chugged like three of them before we start recording. So hey. this is a little different tonight. <laughs> That's so not true. I wouldn't be able to talk if I had done that. <laughs> okay, this beer is chocolatey. There's some caramel to it. You can faintly smell the mint in the aroma. And uh, the, t- the aftertaste is very minty, which I love. So this is a definite buy for me. Uh, there might be a slightly... Maybe the right word is tangy 
uh, almost a slight acidic taste, I think because of the mint at the very end, but it's faint and fleeting. Um, and other than that, I would definitely buy it again. It's delicious. Do you want to try it, Lex? Sure. Yeah, it's very dark. Yes. Very, very dark. I'm getting a very chocolatey smell in the nose. Smells like a Tootsie Roll. (laughs) And the the head is nice and creamy. It's like a a brownish. Wow, that's crazy. So when I taste it, like the first thing that hits me is the mint. And then the the chocolate kind of comes in after that. Okay. Yeah, that's how I experienced it the first time. Yeah, that is that's really interesting. It's kind of a, a combination of mint, chocolate, and then that dark roasted taste. It's, it's not bad. Yeah, I love it. And I think it'll get better as it warms up too, because Probably. it's fresh out of the fridge. Yeah. And this beer is uh, 9.2% and that's alcohol by volume. And it was made in California. And uh, Ken Schmidt's little blurb on the back of the bottle um, tells how he wanted it to taste like the mint that they put on your pillow in really posh hotels. Okay. And I think he accomplished that because it's not, I wouldn't say it's like a thin mint cookie. It's its more like actually a chocolate mint um, candy. So it's really good. Lex, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking Crikey IPA, which is an American pale ale by Rubens Brews from Seattle, Washington. And this is the first time I've ever had a beer by this brewery. First time I've ever heard of this brewery. Um, It's uh, 6.8% alcohol by volume, 53 IBU. Um, It says the hop profile in this brew is led by notes of citrus, tangerine, and tropical fruit with a little pine in the background. The malt backbone provides balance to every sip. So right away, and you got this for me, um, right away this sounds like the kind of IPA that I'd be into. I, I still don't really have a good grasp of the IBU scale for you know 53 IBU to mean anything to me. I, I need okay. to start paying more attention to that, um, especially since I'm getting more into IPAs. Um, so let me taste it again here. Okay. I think the 50, 52 you said was a little bit lower for an IB, uh, yeah, an IPA. Yeah. So this is really good. Um, I, I would say that the, the pine is the most forward flavor for me. Um, they're mentioning citrus, tangerine and tropical fruit. I'm really not getting any of that. Um, there might be a faint citrus element to it, but to me, the pine is, uh, the most obvious here. You want to take a sip? Yeah, sure. Would you have it again? Yeah. So this this reminds me of some of my my favorite IPAs, um, Georgetown Lucille, Elysian Space Dust. I think uh, I know there's a Stone IPA that kind of has this piney character to it. Um, I don't remember which one it was now, but this is this is similar to those. Um, it has the, the the that piney aspect to it. I really like. Um, it's a little more bitter, definitely more bitter than a space dust, even more bitter, I think, than a Lucille. Wow. So I would probably say I don't like it quite as well as either of those, but it's really good and it's really close. And, th- and to be honest, I would have to taste them all mm-hmm. like side by side to really say which one I like better. But but this is 
like all my favorite IPAs have this kind of piney, resiny taste to it. So did you pick up any of the tropical fruit, tangerine or citrus? Yes, I definitely taste a fruit flavor in there from the sip that I just had. And there's a tropical taste. I think it's it's almost passion fruit to me. I really like it. And the aftertaste is what's bitter. When I'm actually sipping on the beer, I don't taste the bitterness until the yeah. finish. Yeah. And, th- and that's usually how it goes with bitterness. You know, one criticism I have, <laughs> I, I wish that uh, all of the brewers, at least in the United States, could could get together and decide what we're going to put on a beer label. Okay. Um, I it was hard to find, but I like that they that they give you some idea of what flavors are in this. Mm-hmm. But I would really prefer that in addition to that, they tell me what kind of hops they're using, and even better, correlate the hops with the flavors. So like, you know, we're getting a piney aspect from Simcoe hops or Amarillo or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Because not only would that help me when shopping to know whether I'm going to like this beer or not, but it would also help me educate myself as to what flavors come from what hops and what combinations of hops I like. Right. So, you know, and, and I've seen, you know, the whole gamut from you know, beer labels that will do that and say, these three hot varieties are in this beer and this is the flavor profile that each adds uh, to ones that are like this, where they'll describe the flavor, but don't tell you anything about the hops mm-hmm. to ones that will tell you the hops, but not tell you anything about the flavor. And then you go on the other end of the spectrum to the stone labels, which don't get me wrong, I love stone beer. They, they make some of my, you know, higher ranked beers. Right. And I appreciate, I guess, what they're trying to do with their labels and they try to make them funny and catchy and stuff. <laughs> but ultimately, as far as performing the function of a label, which yeah. is to tell you about the product and get you to want to buy it, they, they for me, they fail completely. Um, perfect example, next time you see Arrogant Bastard, their most popular ale, just start reading the label. They've got like three paragraphs of just total bullshit that tells you nothing about the beer. It's mm-hmm. like all this, it's like you're reading a freaking first <laughs> chapter of a novel and it doesn't even tell you. And it's all just, just kind of pretentious, right? just BS, you know, yeah. and, and it's really annoying and I like their beers, but you can't tell anything um, from the label. They don't tell you hops or anything like that. They'll just have some silly story or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something that reads like a manifesto does not appeal to me yeah. on a beer label. Yeah. So I would love if we could standardize and say, Hey, you know, craft beer people, <laughs> every beer label is going to tell you ABV, IBU. It's going to tell you what hops were used, what malts were used you know, stuff oh, like that. That'd be great. I would love that. Yeah. The beer I'm drinking right now doesn't have any of those details and I can't even find the IBU on yeah. it, but it does say what flavors I might taste in it, but that doesn't really help me learn what yeah. I like. And and I don't know why they don't do that. Um, I, I really don't think it's a thing of like trying to keep their recipe secret because they could tell you exactly Excuse me. They they could tell you exactly what hops they're using, what malts. They could tell you the ratios and you still wouldn't be able to replicate exactly what. I mean, there are so many variables in brewing beer from, 
you know, how long they're boiling to when they're adding this hops and when they're adding that, that they could tell you, you know, this, the hop profile is, you know, 74% this, 12% this, you know, the yeah. malt, pro, the grain bill is that they could tell you those things mm-hmm. and you still wouldn't be able to just take that and make the beer for yourself. Right. So, um, I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of strange because, you know, for the most part, it seems like people that would buy a beer like this and drink one of these beers are craft beer people and they want to know those things. Yeah, definitely. So why not put it on there and then we can talk about it and we don't have to go on beer advocate to to find out. (laughs) Right. And sometimes it's not even on there or it's not accurate because it's just someone's best guess. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And this, this beer is a great example of something that would be hard to imitate because they use a special kind of chocolate from a particular artisan chocolate company and special mint or whatever. And you know, the freshness levels of the mint change the taste in the beer and yeah, it's it's interesting, but I would say that uh, if they all could um, make it one way, that everybody would be better off. Yeah, or just, I mean, they don't have to like format them the same, but just like say this is the information that your label should have to be a good label. And if you want to go above and beyond, or you want to write some what you think is clever, whatever <laughs> on top of that, that's that's fine. Yeah. And, and good art is always a must. So that's my beer, and it might, uh, if I let it warm up a bit, I, I might get some more of those flavors, because as we've talked about on the show before, IPAs are one that you don't want ice cold out of the fridge. So so that's our beers, and and real quick, to kind of round out the show tonight, I, I thought we'd talk a little bit about our experience yesterday, um, just to, I don't know, give give an idea maybe to to some listener out there who who's never done this is we went to uh one of Elysian Brewing's tap houses or yeah. whatever you call it um where they actually serve their beer on tap and they have excellent food as well um in Seattle and we had a couple beers there I had a Space Dust which is one of their IPAs that I really really like and it's uh it's good in a bottle but it's even better on tap and nikki you had a gin barrel aged avatar jasmine yeah avatar is their jasmine ipa and you can get that in the store but this was a special batch that was aged in a gin barrel um, which definitely uh, added to the flavor and i actually liked it a lot better than than the regular avatar so that's kind of where i'm going with this is is if you have any breweries in your area that have like, uh, I mean, they call them different things, like a, a brew cafe or or, or if, house. if you can just go to the brewery and take a tour and get samples or if they have uh, any local bars that they supply cakes to or anything like that, if you can find something like that, definitely check it out because a lot of times they will have beers that you can't get anywhere else, like the gin barrel aged um, avatar, you know, that you can't go to the store and buy that. You can't go to some bar and get it. You can only get it from Elysian itself, which, which is really cool. And, you know, if, if you can go to the brewery and take a tour, a lot of times they'll, they'll let you taste a lot of their different beers. You can get a growler filled, stuff like that. Um, or if you can, you can find a little brew pub run by a brewery. Um, it's a great way to try, uh, some new beers that, that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, and oftentimes there are limited releases 
And while we were there, they informed us that they're not even bottling one of your old favorites, which was well, I knew one that. of their triples. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that in at least a couple years now. So I, I knew they weren't bottling it anymore. But I was surprised to find out that they are still making it. They're just uh, serving it in their pubs. They're not even... <laughs> It sounds like they're not even sending out the kegs to yeah. anybody else. So, you know, definitely check that out. And and something else, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show before or not, but if you have a favorite beer that you've only had out of a bottle and you get a chance to get it on tap somewhere, definitely try it. Because many times beers will taste slightly different from a tap than they do from the bottle. And usually if there is a difference, it's better <laughs> from the tap. It's been <laughs> my experience. Yes, mine too, definitely. All right, so so those are our beers today. Do you have anything else to add, Nikki? No, but I would say um, to tr- branch out a little, and if you have a favorite brewery, try a different style from that brewery. And I know this is always one of your missions at the end of the, the cast. Yeah. But definitely just kind of experiment because you never know what you'll like. And we talked before about going to a bar and asking for samples. And a lot of times they'll do that and you can get a sip or two uh, to decide what you want to get to drink. Um, And another great way to go is to get what they call a flight where Mm -hmm. they give you a small glass of maybe like six different beers. And that's an excellent thing to do if you go to a brewery's brew pub and you can get a flight of like six of their beers. Oh yeah, for sure. Just just hope it's a good brewery because uh, <laughs> we we got a flight of beer from a brewery that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say their name, but it's good. an Indiana brewery uh, when we were in Indiana and they were all pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would say awful, but sure. yeah, I think I I mean I I rate beers I I drink on uh, Untapped the app, which mm-hmm. you should definitely look into if you don't have that. And uh, I think the highest I gave one of those beers was one star out of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them were like half stars. Like they were pretty terrible. Wow. So um, if you're in a situation like that, getting a whole flight can be a downer. But I, I don't know. Ho- hopefully if you're doing this, you've had at least one beer of the brewery and you liked it. Mm-hmm. So and, and I found that a lot of times if you have a beer you really like that, you'll probably like other beers by that brewery maybe not every one they make you know depending how you know if you're someone who oh i like ipas but i can't stand stouts of any Mm -hmm. kind then you probably won't like their stout but um if you like something they make you probably like some other things that they make yeah it's amazing i i wouldn't have predicted that but i've been finding the same result if I see, for instance, a Black Raven beer, I say, well, I've only had two other beers, but I loved both of them. Yeah. I'm going to like this one. So I'm going to grab it just, you know, just to try it. Yeah. And like, I don't think I've had a Lagunitas that I that I didn't like. Yeah, no way. I don't think I've had an Elysian that I didn't like. Some I like more than others. Some just aren't my cup of tea, but they're all like, I can acknowledge that they're good beers, mm-hmm. you know, just right. maybe not for me. So, yeah. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 16 of Beer Tasters. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at beertasterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Google Plus. Just search for Lex Starwalker and you can follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker. 
You can follow me at Nikki Starwalker. Please visit our website at starwalkerstudios.com slash beer tasters, where you can find the show notes for this episode and the other episodes. In those show notes, you will find uh, our Patreon button that will take you to the new Patreon page for Starwalker Studios. Uh, please check that out. Uh, we appreciate all of our patrons and uh, I am working really hard to create some bonus content for the patrons, uh, including outtakes. So on some of the shows I have interviews and sometimes they're just too long and I have to cut parts out because they're maybe a little off topic or whatever. So I'm going to try and share stuff like that with the patrons as well as bloopers. And I tell you what, if you like bloopers, Beer Tasters is the single number one offender of bloopers <laughs> of all the podcasts we make uh, for some reason. I'm not sure why. Not surprised. <laughs> And we also have a donate button in the show notes if you'd prefer to make a one-time donation to uh, uh, buy us around, you know, for, for next week's <laughs> beer tasters. Uh, so we like to end the show with our beer tasters challenge. This week, try something new. Try a beer you've never tried before. And if you're feeling especially adventurous, try a style you've never tried before. Until next time, I'm Lex Starwalker. And I'm Nikki Starwalker. Enjoy life. And enjoy your beer. Cheers. Cheers. This episode's music provided by Kevin McLeod. Please see the show notes for more details at starwalkerstudios.com slash beer tasters. 